Welcome to the Against Nice podcast, where we believe that niceness is not good in a society. Kindness is what should prevail, but kind people often have to confront people. That's the beauty of the democratic republic and the foundation of our constitution that was created in this country. And it's a principle that should be propagated throughout all cultures. So that's what we stand for here. By the way, if you could support us by going to glow.fm forward slash against nice, all one word, glow.fm forward slash against nice. We'd really appreciate your help and support. By the way, follow us on Twitter at against nice, also at Jim Path. And uh, you can subscribe and get special subscriber content there on Twitter. And uh, of course, like this podcast, give us five stars and uh, leave your comments there. We'd definitely love to hear from you. So today I'm just pulling, pouring out this con, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm pu- pu- putting out this content today because Devin Archer had uh, some time with the House Oversight Committee to talk about his uh, relationship with Hunter Biden, how that relates to Joe Biden. And uh, there will be a transcript of that testimony, which was given in private, coming out soon. But the, the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee put out a Twitter thread where they talked a little bit about what happened in that hearing, and I'm sure we're going to find out more. So uh, I, I have a link to that Twitter thread here in the show notes so that you can uh, find a way to go read that. And I discuss it in some detail here in the podcast. So without further ado, here's my analysis of the Devin Archer testimony, or at least what we know about it so far here on the Against Nice podcast. So here's a quick update. The Devin Archer testimony is completed apparently for the day. And we've got some information coming out. House Oversight put out a Twitter thread. I'm going to share a little bit of that with you right here briefly. Uh, We don't have the actual transcript of the testimony yet. We have a representation from House Oversight of that testimony. If this information is true, This is a serious, serious day and a serious problem for the Bidens, which, by the way, should have happened a long time ago. But if it's true, this is a smoking gun. Uh, Whether it's true or not, there should be an aggressive pursuit of uh, the, the Department of Justice and really the FBI as well to prepare something for a grand jury preferably using an, an, uh, an independent counsel. But to be candid, DOJ should be able to be, and I know that that's hard to accept, but DOJ should be able to do this all by themselves. And they should do it if they're really a reputable organization. But it's either an independent counsel or get the thing out there right now. Because frankly, I think they've already got all this information. We just have the Devin Archer testimony to back it up right now. Uh, according to what we've received so far. Uh, This testimony, by the way, was taken under oath. So there is no doubt and should be no doubt in anyone's minds, this is admissible in court and usable right now for prosecution purposes. 
there, there should be a grand jury put together almost immediately. Because again, let's just be honest. DOJ has all the evidence as it exists right now. So let me go through some of this and what House Oversight put up. And, and as I'm going through these, I'll put it on the screen so you can read it. First of all, Joe Biden swore over and over again that he didn't know anything about Hunter Biden's business activities. That's a flat out lie. And, and frankly, they're beginning to admit that, but only very mildly. Devin Archer says it's absolutely the fact. He, he wrote, when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, he joined Hunter Biden's dinners with his foreign business associates in person or by speakerphone over 20 times. That's what House Oversight reports is in the transcript. Now, here are two videos of uh, Joe Biden saying he's never, never <laughs> had anything to do with Hunter's business dealings. Never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Never. What could be more clear? I mean, it's so obvious that he's been lying about this, literally lying. And by the way, let's just remember, Joe Biden is possibly the most confirmed liar in American political history. And I don't believe I'm exaggerating to say that. There's more evidence of Joe Biden's lies than any politician. I mean, we've got plenty of evidence of politicians lying there are, is no politician that I'm aware of, and I, I think I've studied this pretty well. I'm no expert historian, but I've looked at a lot of it. There's nobody that has a more confirmed and consistent behavior of lying in American political history than Joe Biden, certainly of any significant politician. Okay, second thing that Devin uh, Archer confirmed is that Joe Biden is the brand. You know, we've heard so often about the big guy. Well, uh, Devin Archer says the terminology used was the brand. In other words, he was the brand that was brought forth to legitimize all of the activities that Devin Archer and Hunter Biden were undertaking. Here's what House Oversight says. Devin Archer testified that the value of adding Hunter Biden to Burisma's board was, quote, the brand, unquote and confirmed that then vice president Joe Biden was the brand and that 20 phone and that the 20 phone calls were to sell the brand. Now, th there've been a lot of talk recently about the activities that were taking place in the interim between the Obama administration when Joe Biden became president and that's been proof that really there wasn't any quid pro quo cuz Joe Biden, you know, he wasn't he wasn't vice president. So, well, this is at least Devin Archer's testimony to the effect that this was happening while he was vice president. That's corruption. That is corruption to the core. Here's the second thing that Oversight says. They wrote, in fact, Devin Archer admitted that Burisma would have gone out of business if the brand had not been attached to it. That's quote unquote. Burisma would have gone out of business if the brand 
had not been attached to it. Why? Because Joe Biden was using his influence of vice president to protect Burisma from all the other corruption stuff that was being addressed in Ukraine. Because they read on because of the Biden's involvement, people would have been intimidated to mess with Burisma legally. That's Devin Archer's reported assessment of the situation. Folks, that's that's straight up corruption. Joe Biden has lied about this. Listen, this is one person's testimony. We can go back and forth and try to say something or not something all you want to. And someone will come up and say, well, no, this is what that really meant. This is under oath testimony. It means something. It's important. And it is admissible in a court of law. So it is serious. Next, Archer confirms that the Shokin incident, the firing of Victor Shokin, was about Hunter and Burisma. When Joe Biden proudly proclaimed at that Aspen, I think it was an Aspen Institute thing back in 2017, maybe, uh, that he had said they were going to pull funding from Ukraine if they didn't fire Shokin. Well, that was because of Burisma. They have denied it. Devin Archer says, not so fast. Here's what Oversight reports he said. In December 2015, Mikola Zolachevsky, the owner of Burisma, and Vajim Pajarsky, an executive Burisma of Burisma, placed constant pressure on Hunter Biden to get help from D.C. regarding the Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Shokin. Shokin was investigating Burisma for corruption. Hunter Biden, along with Zolachevsky and Pajarsky, called D.C., quote-unquote, to discuss the matter. Biden, Zlachevsky, and Pajarsky stepped away to make the call. This raises concerns that Hunter Biden was in violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, or FARA. By the way, it also shows that there's concerns that Joe Biden was doing a quid pro quo for the benefit of his sons, of the company his son was sitting on the board of. That's corruption to the core. They're going to deny it. It's right here. This is testimony to that effect under oath. Next, Biden was involved in China and limiting uh, sanctions uh, with Burisma. Uh, the, the last thing I'm going to share from the Oversight Committee's Twitter thread, Joe Biden was dialed into a dinner in Paris, a French energy company, and in China, excuse me, dialed, Joe Biden was dialed into a dinner in Paris with a French energy company and in China with Jonathan Lee, the CEO of BHR. Then Vice President Biden also had co coffee with Lee in Beijing and even wrote a letter of recommendation for college for Lee's daughter. That's the China connection. You remember we heard earlier. Here's the video again. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Never. I don't know what else to say. It was a lie. Apparently, Devin Archer has to be lying. If Joe Biden's not. At worst, there's something in between. Well, quite frankly, all, my money's on Joe Biden's lying. Reading on, in 2014, then-Vice President Biden attended a business dinner with Hunter and his associates at Cafe Milano in D.C. You've heard something about this if you've been following the story. Elena Bacharina, 
a Russian oligarch who is the widow of the former mayor of Moscow, was an attendee. Notably, the Biden administration's public sanctions did not contain Bacharina. So what's the conclusion? Well, the testimony of Devin Archer, I'm going to repeat again, is under oath. That makes the testimony credible. It may not make it the entire subject matter or the thing that will absolutely uh, cause a criminal complaint to come to criminality in a court of law, but it takes it way down the road. This is under oath testimony. It makes the testimony useful for prosecutors. If there's no prosecutorial effort after this testimony, if there's no acceptance of a criminal referral, which Congress is always having problem getting action on criminal referrals, this is one that should be undertaken. It should be a lot different than it has been. Next, Devin Archer is already going to jail. He's not getting a plea deal. This is not about getting a plea deal. In fact, we had some uh, communication from the D Department of Justice to the lawyer, or excuse me, to the judge uh, who presided over Devin Archer's conviction to get the his time uh, heading to jail uh, moved up and to get moving on it just recently, which was part of suspicion that this testimony wouldn't happen today. So he's not getting anything out of this. Uh, he, he, and he, he does have an ax to grind. There's no doubt about it because he's getting much worse treatment than Hunter Biden was. Hunter Biden's getting a supreme amount of protection. We found this out last week with the breakdown of his plea deal. Uh, so this is the Devin Archer is credible enough. You know, he's, he's a criminal. He's already been convicted, but that doesn't make what he's saying useless. It is very useful. They were business partners for a long time. Uh, next, there must be an aggressive move to a grand jury. I think it should happen right away. I'm convinced that DOJ already has the substance of this evidence. It should take no more at worst a few short weeks to get a grand jury put together and testimony gotten to it. If they're going to act in an honorable manner, they should do it aggressively now. Let's just admit it. They're, they're holding this off with evidence in hand. Most of this can be corroborated, by the way, with the su suspicious activity reports, 170 of which James Comer has claimed uh, the, their committee has at House Oversight. The money trails there. Uh, we know uh, that the claims uh, of the Biden corruption are serious. And we also know that DOJ and FBI are not. Because this testimony reveals that there is something here. This isn't the be all and end all, but this is huge. So Republicans in Congress, by the way, have to get serious. I listen, I, they're doing some great work in many areas, but it seems to me they've got a lot more information that they're not laying out there fully and they have subpoena power and Kevin McCarthy needs to get aggressive about this. Keep in mind, whatever negatives you want to say about Jamie Comer or Jim Jordan, uh, they are not the final sign off on subpoenas. That's Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy, who has already made intimations that uh, impeachment proceedings need to move forward or, or may need to move, be moved forward. Well, he needs to sign off on some major subpoenas. And now, 
It needs to happen as quickly as possible. Republicans have to get more serious than they have been. This is not quite serious enough. And we now know there's a two-tier justice system. And that's got to change in this country. Whatever you want to say, whether you agree with the indictments of Donald Trump or not, you have to admit that we are not treating the two likely nominees of their parties that will be running against each other in November of next year, that they're not being treated the same way. And even worse, the Biden administration, to its benefit, to the benefit of Joe Biden, is not aggressively looking into what Hunter Biden's doing or even what the president himself is doing. So you can't have it both ways. You're either going to go indictments uh, toward both people in a sitting president, I recognize, cannot particularly get indicted. I, I grant that. I mean, th there's cover there, but you can still be moving forward on this. It's unprecedented for DOJ to be going forward with indictments against a presidential candidate and a likely nominee, well, they can break the same precedent and start putting grand juries together related to Joe Biden. They can hold off the implementation of the indictments until after Joe Biden is no longer president. But if they're going to break the precedent with Donald Trump, they need to be breaking it with Joe Biden too. Better be fair both ways around. It's a two-tier justice system. We better get control of this now or we're not going to have a country left. We look like a third world country and that's all got to change immediately. Thanks for your time.